You're listening to the Be a Better Lawyer podcast with Dina Cataldo, episode 143. So how do high-achieving lawyers break through generations of being taught that we have to grind ourselves into the ground to get results for clients, build a successful business, and create a life we love? While law schools are busy teaching the rule of law, they're slacking on teaching us how to be a better human to create for ourselves the success we thought we'd achieve after law school. This podcast bridges the gap between law school and life. Okay. Hello. How are you doing today? All right. So... We're going to talk about goals, and we're going to talk about them differently than we've ever talked about them on this podcast. And if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you know I'm a huge fan of goal setting. I love it. But I think that goals aren't always used in a really healthy way. And I know I haven't always used goals in a healthy way, and I want to share this with you because if it saves you any of the suffering that I went through... I know that it will be worth it for you to be listening to this podcast. So I think goals are the fastest way to personal growth and creating what you want to create in your life. But there's this phenomenon that I've noticed that I want you to have some awareness of, and that is using goals against ourselves. So today I want to talk to you about this huge pitfall most of us type A personalities have when it comes to having them, to setting them, to making them happen. And at the very end, I want to show you a better way, a way that prevents you from sabotaging yourself. Now, I sabotaged myself for a very long time and I didn't even realize I was doing this. So you might be in the same boat. Before I dive in, I want to let you know that I'm having another masterclass in a couple weeks, but it's under wraps until I share it with my email tribe. So if you want in, be sure you are on my list. You can get on my email list by signing up for anything on my website, and you can go to dinacataldo.com to sign up for my busy lawyer's guide to getting five hours back per week, which is a perennial favorite. So Go and do that, and then you will be the first to know when that masterclass is happening. These things are a lot of fun for me to create, but I know that they are even more valuable for the lawyers who show up to them because they are getting new insights, and even my coaching clients show up to these because they get this nice reminder to help them refocus their brain on what is important to them to create what they want to create in their life. All right. So let's talk about how we misuse goals. When I say misuse, let me be specific. It can look like any of these things. One, we don't achieve goals with ease and we work harder and longer hours to try to accomplish them. Two, we achieve goals, but it never feels like we've done enough. Three, We don't celebrate when we do accomplish milestones on the way to the goal, and we don't celebrate when we actually hit the goal. We just move right on to the next thing. And four, we beat ourselves up for not doing what we think we should be doing. If you're doing any of these things, you might feel this sense of anxiousness or urgency when you sit down to do anything, any work towards your goal, anything that you've set your mind to. You may also feel a sense of disappointment as if you're letting someone else down if you're not achieving something, if you're not doing something you said you would do. If any of this resonates with you, you're probably using your goal 
as a measurement of your value as a human. And if you're not, if you're doing this, if you're doing any of these things, you're not loving yourself. Anytime we don't love ourselves to a goal, it's going to cause a lot of suffering. I want you to hear this. You are 100% valuable as a human being right now. Nothing has to change for that to be true. Your worth, your value is not measured by how hard you work, how much money you make, or proving anything to anyone. You were born 100% worthy and deserving of love. You are pure love, period. For me, I didn't understand this growing up. I couldn't hear it. And that's not because I wasn't loved. I was loved. I tied my value to how hard I worked, how many hours I put into my job, into what I was doing, because I grew up in a family that seemed to work every waking hour. And there was a lot of praise around how hard I worked. There was a lot of praise around how committed I was. There was no such thing as a vacation for me growing up or thinking about how I could create the same amount of value with less time. (laughs) There was no talk about that. I was either at school or working in my dad's store. None of that means I wasn't loved. It just means that my brain as a child made interpretations about my world that were false that I needed to deconstruct. All I had to do was realize was that they were just thoughts. I didn't have to do any deep, dark struggle to get through it, although I went through a lot of thought work and like understanding why I thought what I thought. But all I really needed to do was understand they were just thoughts. I needed a coach to help me see that. Not everyone will. Hopefully this like just kind of clicks with you when you hear this. But somewhere along the way, my brain interpreted my parents praising me for how hard I worked in the business as working hard means I'm worthy of love. Once I understood that, once I saw that, I was able to use goals in a healthier way. Now, I still find myself whenever I am anxious or if I see that I'm working harder than I believe I could be when I am constrained, when I am focused, when I see that, I recognize, okay, maybe I am thinking about this goal in a way that makes it mean that when I achieve this goal, I am more valuable. So I still look for this. It's not as if these thoughts just go away, but we can neutralize them and recognize they are just thoughts. And then it's much easier for us to move past that. Instead of feeling overwhelmed and anxious, we just think, oh, well, that's just a thought I'm having. So whenever I feel dis-ease around a goal, if I feel any overwhelm or stress around a goal, I take a step back and ask myself, what am I making it mean about me if I achieve this goal or I accomplish this task? That's another glory of having a goal. It brings up all the mind drama so you can clean it up. If we don't clean up our thinking around having goals, we will continue to run these thoughts, this programming in the background without even knowing it. You know, like on a computer where you have just these random programs, they start up every single time you turn on your computer, it starts up and it takes all this energy. It just like like, is this drag. Well, what if you could just clean up all of those things that are a drag that take your computer forever to start up? What if you got rid of those? Of course things would move smoother. Of course you'd be able to achieve things with more ease. That's all that's going on in our brain. Once we understand that, then we know, hey, 
this is not a problem. These thoughts aren't a problem. I know that it's not true. Then we can decide what we want to achieve. We can decide something just because we want to do it, not because we think it's going to make us a better person or our, our partner is going to love us more or our boss or you know whoever we want to prove something to is going to think any higher of us. Those things, thinking it's not a problem, knowing that it's not true, those those negative thoughts that are keeping us dragging, that feels a lot better than thinking something like, I have to do this, or once I do this, then I'll be okay. Once I do this, then I will feel better. You are 100% okay right now. If you're listening to this, I guarantee you're better off than 99% of the rest of the world. You have electricity, although probably, I know that there's a lot of people in the US right now without electricity, so I, I mean, look, count our blessings, right? We've got a roof over our head. We have the ability to problem solve and we know we can get through anything, right? We know these things. When I noticed the stark contrast between how I felt when I had a different thought about my goal, different thoughts, because it's a collection of thoughts that I had to really look at, that's when things started to click for me. That's when things became easier for me. So now let's talk about using a goal for your higher good. This is what I talk with my clients about. This is what we focus on so that we can remove the clutter, remove that programming that's dragging everything down so that they can begin achieving, creating with more ease without all of that heaviness of believing that it's going to prove something about ourselves when we achieve that goal. So one, a goal helps us focus our brains. The second thing it does is it helps us grow. So let's start with the first purpose of a goal as I see it is focusing our brains. Our brains on default will do what they've always done and create the results that they've always created. Like if we don't do anything differently, we're still going to wake up in the morning. We're going to have the same habits. We're going to still go through our day, through the motions every single day the same way. Now, It does this with the programming that we received over the years from our parents, social conditioning, and anything else we take in on a regular basis, whether it is news programming with sensational headlines or whether it is your neighbor who's constantly talking to you about all of these things and how the world's going to end. I mean, anything that we are taking in on a regular basis especially when we are young, when we are impressionable and our brain doesn't know that it has the option to think different thoughts, that becomes the foundation for our programming. It becomes the foundation for the regular thoughts that we have in our brain. Just like when I was associating all that hard work, all those long hours with a sense of love, that is just an interpretation that my brain made over the years. It wasn't conscious, it just took it in. We have about 60,000 thoughts a day and most of them are the same ones. We think about our to-do lists, we worry about what's happening in the world, we think about what we want to do, all of that, it all comes back every single day. Very few of us though, consciously shape our brain with new thoughts, thoughts that aren't being thought by you know, our parents, by society in general, by our neighbors, by our partners, like we are not usually thinking conscious thoughts. We get stuck with the old thoughts we've always thought. And those were influenced by everyone around us, everyone's expectations of us, everyone's thoughts about us. They were not influenced by us. Our thoughts were not influenced by us unless we decided consciously to make the effort to think different thoughts. 
But of course, that takes energy. And because our brain doesn't like to do anything that takes energy or sounds hard, it takes extra effort in the beginning to think different thoughts. That's why I meet with my clients every week. It's so that we keep coming back to, okay, what are your thoughts? Let's get them back in alignment with what you want. All the thoughts that you're having, let's hear what your thoughts are. What's happening in your brain? We are consciously looking at what's going in our our brain. We're seeing what what we're saying to ourselves that we've picked up over the years from whatever source and how it is impacting what we are creating for ourselves. Our brain doesn't want to do this by itself. (laughs) So that's part of the reason goals are so helpful. Having one focus helps us see where our thoughts aren't helping us create what we want. Let's keep this really simple. I want to give you an example of this. Say you want to feel more focused at the office. If that's your goal, then one of the practices you'd get into is observing your day to see where you feel unfocused. You start seeing that you become unfocused at certain times of the day and when you're doing certain activities. You start to notice other feelings that come with unfocused, like confusion and overwhelm. And then you start figuring out what thoughts are creating those feelings. You notice that you're thinking, I don't know where to start. If you think that a lot, you start to notice it over and over again, and it comes in different permutations, like I don't know what to do. I have too much to do. All of these different variations of the same thought. But because you had a single goal, you could see where these thoughts were creating that confusion, the overwhelm, all of that. Then you could see that when you felt that feeling, you would take certain actions or not take certain actions. So for instance, maybe you freeze and stare at the papers on your desk, or you check your email, or you check social media for the 20th time in an hour. You don't start taking action on the papers on your desk, and then at the end of the day, you haven't made any progress. You've totally reinforced the thought in your brain that you don't know where to start or you don't know what to do, and you start to cycle all over again the next day. So unless you do thought work like I work with my clients on, like I work on myself on, you probably think it's the stack of papers causing the overwhelm and the confusion. It's actually the thought that you are having about those papers, which is I don't know where to start, that's causing the feeling of overwhelm or confusion. So when My clients start to see these kinds of thoughts pop up, then they start seeing where their work is. This is not a one and done experience. Like it's not like you come in and okay, let me pull out the thoughts I don't like and let me throw those away. Just like on a computer, we just dump them in the trash and then we have this new thought and we're just gonna run that programming now. No, I start working with my clients for six months to help them change how they think and become the person who gets things done, is focused, is confident that they can handle anything. The quickness with which they take to the coaching comes with how committed they are to refocus focusing their brain all day, every day. Like that is the work. Like really wanting to create focus takes having the goal and keeping reminding yourself of the goal, why you have that goal, and keep refocusing your brain. The second purpose of a goal, well, that's growing, and that happens naturally as we focus our brain. You're going to grow your capability. You're going to grow your sense of self as you do this work. All right, before I leave you, I'm going to say this one last time. So it's in your bones today. I want you to feel this. I want you to feel it vibrating through your body. You are 100% complete 
and worthy as you are right now. You do not need to do anything else. You do not need to change anything about yourself to be worthy of breathing the air and living on our planet. You were born worthy. You are enough. I hope you have a lovely week and I will talk to you soon. One last thing. If you want to work with me to do this exact kind of work on yourself, and why wouldn't you? I offer one-on-one coaching. So for six months, we meet every single week to refocus your brain on what you want to create in your life. You can book a call with me at dinacataldo.com to learn more. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.